This is Dubai Eye 103.8. Startup Clinic. Okay, so warm welcome into the studio, Arif Syed, who is the founder and CEO of ASA Ventures. Arif, really good to have you on. Thank you. Thanks for having us uh, here today. I know you've got a sore throat, so I'm going to try not to make you talk too yeah, much, thank I promise. You. Thank <laughs> you for that. But it did turn $30,000 into $3 million almost overnight, Natalie, so don't lose your voice too quickly. I know. We do want to hear from you. We also have um, one of your right-hand men, Nitin Nambiar, is the Chief Marketing Officer at ASA Ventures 2. Nitin, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Great to have you both on. Now, Neil did jump ahead a little bit there and, and let us know how impressive that sort of CV is that you have. So you started off, Arif, in, in entrepreneurship back in your native Portugal. This is 2003, I believe? 2003, uh, with, um, without knowing what a VC was at that time. Okay. Uh, not with that intention. So this is, I think, um, uh, so it was, uh, we were building our own startup, basically. Um, yeah. yeah. Sorry. So you, you set up your own startup, um, uh, and this was, of course, very successful. And... Yeah, so we so we, I borrowed two hundred fifty euros from my dad. It's a, it's a story that uh, two hundred and fifty euros. Yes, not two hundred and fifty thousand euros. No, two hundred and fifty. Yeah, okay. and um, and paid my rent for the first uh, month, and um, sold that company uh, in a year's time for three hundred seventy thousand euros, and wow. I, and it was all uphill from there. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's two fifty thousand plus tax. You see, he's having to think about the tax in Portugal. Is it? <laughs> it's interesting though, because I guess your business you came from in terms of what you're an expert in: machine learning, artificial intelligence, web engineering, software development, and now you've had a successful exit. You're deciding to give people like you an opportunity to go on and do what you did. Exactly. I think um, uh, it's not only about the money. Um, so for us, is um, uh, is about creating a model that is um, that can generate revenue. So we're not uh, looking at um, uh, only you know the, the, the unicorn potential unicorns out there. I think uh, we are. Uh, we also give opportunity to companies who are who don't aim to make it huge. They just aim to make money, um, and um, that's that's uh, that's quite a different um, you know approach. Uh, yeah. 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 Right. One of the things I wanted to ask is a lot of the listeners on on this show are either thinking of starting a business or perhaps they have a business in in year one they're small businesses now for you to sink money in you've got to do quite a bit of research and into that company and one of the challenges that very small companies face is that vcs tend to stay away sometimes because the research costs a lot of money so they prefer to look in, into a bigger company how can they get around that problem that's a, that's an amazing question so um, I normally say that um, sometimes you 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 lose uh, less money uh, by by experimenting or creating an MVP or, or you know piloting your your campaigns uh, instead of uh, you know wasting that money on research so what you should do so for example I'll give you an example of, of one of our companies in Dubai uh, it's called Colix today is one of the uh, largest call centers um, uh, in the UAE in terms of Colix no, yeah Colix oh, okay. yeah this is one of the largest uh, call centers in terms of number of customers in the UAE uh, and the way we started it was by spending three thousand dollars in digital marketing with a website um, without having all the infrastructure in place first. So what that did was generated enough leads for us to understand whether what, what, the, what the cost per acquisition is going to, going to look like and you know, if it's going to be feasible or not because it, it, it was a, a, um, a groundbreaking idea. It was not something that uh, you, it's not a regular call center. Uh, whenever we invest in something normally, we look for this USP. 
and um, and Colix is a very strong USB. It's a, it's a call center that you can you know buy online for your company for a thousand bucks a month. You'll have all the agents picking phones for you. So um, the, the beauty of that was that we didn't know if this model was going to work in Dubai. So we created the website, invest three thousand dollars in digital marketing, and proved the proved the idea. So researching this would have taken more time and more money. Yeah. So. I guess one of the questions people listening to this is going to be, how do I attract the attention of a, a VC in a Series A funding round? Because that's the ultimate goal. They want to get someone like you to get involved. So we see lots and lots of great startups here. It you know, must be ideal for you. But how do you go about cherry picking what you think will work? You've talked a lot about a USP, but how do you sort of make that final decision? Well, um, uh, people need to be realistic uh, about their um, about their valuation, what they think their company is worth, um, how much money, and what is the value of the money today. So uh, most most people think that um, you know if I if I if I give away small equity today, I'll be able to you know see you know. Um, um, Part you know, give away equity tomorrow, so I need to hang on to it. But the the, the problem is the 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 smaller piece of a bigger pie kind of a you know um, uh, mentality that's that's uh, that's lacking. So um, today uh, we look at people who understand the value of their business exactly, and also understand that they are not going to be uh, masters of everything that your startup will require, and this is key because um, uh, normally a founder will not understand every single uh, aspect or every single department uh, of what his company is going to, to, to be like. So that's why we as a VC, we come in uh, always with, uh, apart from the cash, we also come in with, uh, with, our, with our teams. So, um, uh, so we, we put our sales division working for you. We'll put our uh, you know, digital marketing team working for you, our, our development team, uh, so on and so forth. I said I would come to you both on this question. Um, I'll start with you, Nitin. LinkedIn for you guys, useful, not useful? Could we be doing more with it? Well, so, you know, Natalie, this is the, the typical challenge for a startup as well as for a VC, which is picking the right channel um, to promote your business and to to help you scale the business. Um, typically, what we've seen is that just from a cost return perspective, digital and social channels are becoming uh, very, very attractive vis-a-vis -vis the, the more mainstream, traditional uh, media universe. Um, Historically, I mean, Facebook and Google had the the edge on the you know on the other social uh, channels uh, because they had a better product platform. They were able to absorb and onboard more small businesses, uh, which is an area that I think LinkedIn wanted to fix. And the the open for business uh, feature uh, is their their big attempt to do that. It allows you access to over 600 million uh, members worldwide. Uh, it's backed by, I believe, the, the event had the backing of, of Sheikh Hamdan as well in the UAE. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for LinkedIn. I, I do believe that there is, you know, in terms of uh, cost per acquisition, there is definitely a challenge for small businesses uh, in in how they spend their their marketing uh, yeah. budgets on social channels. But I think the Open for Business might be an interesting platform for young businesses to explore going forward. It's interesting. Uh, Yoga Yogeshwaran got in touch. He's a char chartered accountant and runs his own practice. Absolutely loves LinkedIn. Have a listen. I have been posting on LinkedIn on a regular basis, at least three times a week. When I get up in the morning, I ch check my LinkedIn feed, comment on others' posts. So that has brought me in touch with other people. Some clients, people whom I met on LinkedIn, they recommended me to some clients. 
That's interesting. So basically, yoga saying every morning I get up, comment on a few other people. You know, basically, I'm active on LinkedIn each day, and we, we, we've talked about that quite a bit, Neil. Now, I do want to move on because we have had quite a few questions for um, you guys here. And just a reminder: each week we have an expert on from Virtue Zone, and they can answer lots of your questions about things like licenses, company formation, all those questions. Um, don't forget, you can tap into the expertise we have from Virtue Zone each week too. So this person has come in um this is charlie charlie wants to know Arif, how do you go about seeking support from a vc i think my startup is great but i don't seem to be connecting with the right people any advice on where i might be going wrong well yeah um so uh in dubai uh, if you want to uh, be in touch with um, the relevant uh, um, people who are going to fund your business uh Unfortunately, uh, half of the industry today works only with references. So you need to know someone who knows someone who knows someone uh, at a VC. And um, the other half, uh, where we are also, uh, which we are part of, uh, we are happy to you know, listen to people that contact us through our um, you know, normal contact channels. So, uh, but, but again, uh, the keyword here is events. Be part of events. Go network. Uh, talk to people. Uh, exchange business cards. Give your, you know, Give you prepare your elevator pitch, get people excited, and um, as soon as you do that, you'll start you know getting the, 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 the attention that you deserve, basically. And no offense to Charlie, but I'm sure everybody thinks their startup idea is a great one. No, of course, of course, um, and 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 if if um, um, if you if you want to know what, which VC is the right for you, I think that's you know again um, that's something that you don't have the luxury to uh, at this point uh, at at the at, a, at the early stage to choose. I think the one that give, writes you a check uh, that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the number one uh, criteria. And if you have two VCs writing you a check, then probably both of them. Yeah. Uh, right. So, or uh, maybe um, you can look at which one brings more strategic value. And uh, I, I guess from your perspective at ASA, do you have uh, particular kinds of businesses you like to invest in, or is it quite a broad range? Well, it's it's we are very sector agnostic. Uh, we we try to keep um, uh, technology as a backbone, um, yeah. and and because it allows for scalability, fast scalability, um, you know, returns for our investors and for ourselves. But um, but but again, um, uh, we have invested from every, from anything like from uh, from a food truck to a, a, a state of the art call center. So it doesn't it doesn't really quick. Neil, think of a business idea. We can talk to them before they leave. Um, <laughs> How about a call center combined with a food truck? So you've got very satisfied call well, centers. <laughs> no, you are not. We're more on Corlex in a minute, but we've had a question for you, Neil. This is an anonymous, an anonymous question. Easy for me to say. <laughs> what kind of license do I need to sell crafty things? So this person makes things for the holiday season, wants to sell at upcoming markets. Um, they're asking, is an e-trader or an e-commerce license good enough? Well, listen, there is an e-trader license out there, and this is this is absolutely symptomatic of um, the decisions that people make. Firstly, anonymous. Um, I love saying that. Um, congrats on looking for a license. You get a license, you get taken more seriously, you can receive uh, invoices, you can send invoices, receive money to your bank account, so you're going to be able to charge more for what you're putting out there, you're going to be taken more seriously. Secondly, which one do you choose? If you're only selling something in the holiday season, then perhaps you're your revenues are not huge, so you need to limit the actual initial startup uh, funds that you put in. That's going to push you more towards a free zone license. However, um, if you want to be at the markets around the whole UAE, that means you're operating 
uh, in mainland uh, um, onshore, and you need a mainland license. You need a DED license, and and. So really, uh, it's a it's it's a little bit of a long conversation. I'm going to resort to the George Hajage uh, answer to everything, which is come and visit us at Virtue Zone, come and have a good coffee. Um, but I would really a, a little uh, shout out for Dubai DED at the moment is is that they recognise that the green shoots of the economy come from startups. They're making it a lot cheaper and and faster for people to set up. So there are some onshore solutions. But if you see a shortcut, think about it carefully because very often you can embark down the wrong path and find that you're doing something incorrect and you need to do it all again. So be careful. Long, long answer short for that one. Um, an e-commerce license won't cover you if you're selling anything um, physically. Exactly. E-commerce is only online. So just to just to be really clear, go and get some advice because an e-commerce license will not cut it. Uh, another question for you, Arif. I, why am I surprised? People want to know how to become you, essentially. This one is anonymous and says, I would like to work for a VC. Can you tell me the best career pathway? How did you do it? Now, you've explained your process. You had a successful exit. You were able to then decide what you wanted to do with the money. But if someone's listening to this and thinks, I would love to work with a company like yours, how do they do it? Okay, so it, it depends a lot on the um, on on what you're good at. I think um, if you if you're good at everything, because you, we don't have that uh, information, I would suggest that uh, you um, uh, become good at uh, investor relations. I think that's the key, you know. Here, uh, the reason is, um, see, if you're if you're good with uh, uh, if you are if you are able to pitch. Uh, um, you know, to anyone, any project, and if you if you are able to develop that uh, capacity, uh, you will eventually uh, be looked of from from our perspective as a, as a very valuable resource. So if you you know, and if you're good at at investor relations, you you build something that's proprietary to your um, to, to to the value that you bring to the to, to the company. Um, um, on the analyst side, of course, uh, if you have uh, you know your your uh, your your degrees on on the on the uh, on the numbers that's a, that's a, that's a different career path. But if you want to become a VC, if you want to to be at the core of things, I think it's uh, investor relations is is the, is the heart of it. Arvidid, I hear that some free zones are exempt from VAT. Which ones are they? Neil, I'm guessing that's for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing that that is indeed uh, uh, for me. And and uh, um, there there are you know there's, there's your typical sort of the airport free zones, uh, uh, Jabal Ali, etc. Moving goods between. Um, uh, those free zones that's that's definitely uh, uh, cut out of uh, out of that sector um, by the way VAT great subject did you know that we collected 125% more than we expected in 2018 no that's I that's got to be great for the economy 27 yeah. billion dirhams was uh, collected now the whole purpose of VAT is to diversify the economy bring bring money in um, and what business owners perhaps uh, uh, don't realise is it's it's the end user that pays for the VAT, which of course has a small in, input on on uh, uh, living expenses. But as a business, you can you can you know you can cut what you have to spend on VAT and take it off what what you're put what you're putting in. So I think this is great for for businesses that we're seeing this uh, this news. Um, somebody else is asking you how do you how do you build the relationship with the companies you invest in? Is it is it an ongoing relationship or do you write the check and that's the end of it? No, uh, it's completely the opposite of writing a check in that's the end of it. I think it's um, um, uh, for what we do, and especially we, we call ourselves a VC 
PC 2.0 uh, for a reason. Um, we do not. We, we are a hybrid uh, of uh, venture capital, private equity, um, you know, incubator, accelerator. Put all of that together, uh, just the best of each one of those things, uh, and um, and you get uh, what we do, uh, which is uh, we have white label divisions within our company. So we have um, um, a sales division that that has 100 people. We have you know 20 people at development, all of that. So. How many people are you employing at the moment? 300 globally. Um, okay. And 150 in Dubai alone. Okay. Um, so what we do is when we take your company in, we try to understand what you are good at, and we do everything, the, all, all the rest of it. Right? You fill so, in the blanks. Yeah, we fill in the blanks because we believe that we, you know, if we can plug in our professional experience marketing division into your little startup, we can boost it tomorrow. So you, as soon as you start working with us, apart from the cash, you get um, you get all of these guys working for you. So you have 150 people working for you from starting yeah, that's tomorrow, incredibly which important. Is, which is uh, which uh, will you know try and test you. Know, so it's a do or die kind of in which you'll know exactly what your how your company is going to perform in the next month you don't have to wait for a year to 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 learn from your mistakes or do mistakes so guys don't chase the cash because the more cash you raise the more cash you can lose if you don't do it with the right people but you were talking about colix earlier i mean i i think a massive support that you can provide is is startups need to get to the leads before their competitors and and yet perhaps don't have a big team of salespeople. so Mm -hmm. is colix something that uh, a, a very small business could avail of of course, of course. Uh, Colix is um, uh, costs seven ninety nine dirhams a month, uh, and you'll have hundred people picking up calls for you, twenty four seven in all the languages. So for for lead generation, this is the next step. So obviously, every single business owner loves their own business, of thinks course. that they know it better than anyone else, and is going to be scared to allow you to represent them yeah. and and your call center team and all those things that the generalizations about call center guys not really understanding what they're talking about. So how how sure. do you deal with that? That's exactly. Exactly why we have um, uh, an app. It's basically our, our dashboard, a web-based dashboard, in which you can customize all the experience, and you can listen to the recordings of the calls. You can. We even have uh, sentiment analysis uh, on the on the on the consumer side. So you have KPIs based on you know if your if your callers are happy or sad or what. So there's a complete con- there's complete control. We offer a free demo. So mm-hmm. Colleagues.a offers a free uh, a free trial for you to you know. Test Do you it have out. different teams targeting different uh, nationalities, different areas? So we well, we have a multilingual team on the on the on the Asian side, um, and, and and now that we're talking about and and again, I, I just want to add something on the on the whole licensing thing and on the ease of doing business aspect. We've done something that might be very inspiring for people who are who are listening to us today, which is the seven days challenge. Uh, seven days challenge was um, a junior uh, team of our incubation division. Okay. From idea to generating revenue in seven days, we filmed the whole process on YouTube. Wow! Um, right. And we we already did the second season. I think for you know only because of uh, uh, you know companies like Virtuzone that this is something that's possible, possible. today. Yeah, Thank amazing. Wasif's text in from what options do freelancers have in the UAE? Are there any licenses for freelancers like analysts, designers, or consultants? I have clearly spent too much time with the boys at Virtuzone because I actually do know the answer to this, Wasif. Um, there are different kinds of freelance licenses that you. You can have and it depends whether you take a freelance license direct from DED or if that's something that you want to go to one of the local free zones. So you would have to check that it's on the right list and I'm sure if you give the guys at Virtuzone a call and they will be able to advise you. So different categories there, a designer and a consultant and an analysis are all very different but you can in some places choose up to three, four, five different things that you'll do as a freelance. Natalie, I will be contacting you on LinkedIn to offer <laughs> you a job in no time. It's 
that clearly have spent too much time with you all. Anyway, that is all we've got time for on Startup Clinic this week. Next week, we'll have even more experts for you to ask questions. But big thanks to our first guest, Arif Syed, who's the founder of and CEO of ASA Ventures. Thank you so much for coming in, Thank Aaron. you. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, Nima. And voice, voice support in the form of Nitin Nambiar, the Chief Marketing Officer too. Really good to have you with us as Thank well. Thank you. This is Dubai Eye 103.8.